Hello, and welcome to Green Dudes, your one-stop shop for all your Green Day needs. Um, that was a new way of introducing the, the show. It's like a new tagline. Yes. What did you think of it, Connor? Don't like it. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I, I just, I was, I'm just trying things out here. I don't know. It's just like that's already... You know, we're just borrowing a, a different famous slogan. Hmm. Um, what 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 is that from originally? What what is that I slogan? Think it's, Your one stop. I don't know. I think it's just like a famous like retail slogan. Maybe like one person is credited with with coming up with it, but probably from like the fifties or something, and no one cares anymore. Yeah, maybe it's been repurposed a bunch of times over and over. Yeah, it's like whatever. It's one of those things. It's like everyone says it, so I, I don't know. Because and like no one's shop, no one's shopping here. I don't know. Yeah, I don't like I, well, it. I mean, you know, I, I y- you say that, and nowadays you do think of Amazon, right? Like that's the one-stop shop. You can get anything on Amazon. Yeah. So I mean. Bezos, if you are listening, um, I did I I did coin that phrase, and you would have to buy it from me um, to use mm. it. Uh, we were just joking about it being somebody else's slogan beforehand. That's it's right, totally us. You take that, you bald motherfucker. <laughs> yes, that's the worst thing about <laughs> you, you. You you fucking bald <laughs> piece of shit. The worst thing about you is that you're bald. Everything else. Is fine. <laughs> Uh, anyways, folks, thanks for tuning in. This is Green Dudes, as I, uh, uh, you know, mentioned before. Um, my name's Connor Mack, and I'm here with my best pal slash Green Day comrade in arms, um, over, you know, the, these, uh, this, this 15 plus years of our Green Day journey, um, or close, or, I forget the 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 exact length you calculated. No, no, been a long no, time. longer, longer than that. Because <clears throat> you know, two thousand four, when American Idiot came out, is when it all started, and that is nearing twenty years yeah, now. Yeah. Okay. So, so it will be the twenty year anniversary of our of our Green Day journey coming. Very yeah, we're soon. coming up. We're coming up on two decades. Yes. Yeah. That's two decades of Green Dudes. That's that's a uh, that's pretty insane and now you're all lucky enough for us to turn into a podcast Uh, yeah because we've been i mean we've been doing these episodes for for years we just never recorded them you know it's true that's uh, like yeah we're 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 uh all out in in uh ready for the world to hear our um our our the thoughts that we can't keep inside our our heads it, it almost feels like in some ways like we're remaking the show it's like we've been we've been making it our whole lives and now it's like you know what like let's let's really do the damn thing you yeah know? yeah you know from from the time you know before we were even 16 you know that's true well before true. we were 16 you know that's and, funny that that's like the number that you're talking about i don't know where that's coming from yeah it just it, it just kind of popped into my mind there because it's 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 a pretty formative age uh it is. you know you, you think of you turn 16 and then i mean they 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 say that 13 is is like the that's when you're a teenager you know you're officially mm-hmm. a teenager when you're 13 years old 
But I mean, you're not really a teenage teenager until no. you're 16. You, you know, you can't, yeah, that's, you can't that's say right. I was a teenage teenager until at least you're until you're at least 16. No, you don't get filled with piss until at least you're 15 or yeah. so, and then I think yeah. I think the vinegar is the year after. The vinegar is the year after, and then finally at 18, you <laughs> find out who was holding the drugs. Yeah, uh, it, and then uh, it's all it's all downhill from there. It, so. it it truly is. No, um, folks, we are covering the Green Day song "16" today. Uh, that's that's one six, as in the age sixteen that we were uh, referring to. Um, the, the the age when many people have have a party that they call their sweet sixteen. You know that that's that's an affectionate phrase. Uh, you know about about you know about that year uh, in in teenhood or young adulthood. Um, and are these all other Green Day songs we're referencing? Yes, yes. Uh, you have you caught on to us very clever um but but yeah no i think um this is a cool song because it is the first in uh uh first in the line of of the number songs the numbered green day songs of which there are quite a few yeah uh that is a good point that is true and also, as we um, kind of get into the song discussion, talking about the lyrics a, l- a little bit more, talking about the content of the song, I think this is also the first time that uh, some some themes and topics are broached that are also going to become mainstays of Billy's songwriting. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, no, I, I um, I'm excited to dive into it and dive into the lyrics and i mean yeah you know thematically lyrically and as 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 well as musically um there there are are bits here you know you could call them recurring musical motifs um or recurring themes and uh so 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 yeah i mean it it's we, we kind of mentioned so, that there's other songs on the record so far that we've covered that are like oh this is kind of like the foundation of like what what modern 90s green day is mm-hmm. um and this you know maybe more so than those songs uh you know is is uh guilty of that you know guilty of being early early stage mid 90s green day you know yeah it it does it does feel that way and especially like you have been talking about how um, a lot of these songs on 39 Smooth so far have leaned into some more of that uh, hair metal influence, you know, wanting to have those moments of laying down a sick solo and yeah. getting some shredding in there. And um, you've already, like, made a point of contrast as to, uh, you know, that's not really where Green Day is is actually moving towards musically. Like, what once we start... Um, discussing the next few records that that's going to be less and less prominent and this song like you're saying is a kind of an interesting showcase for how they're going to handle that because there still are musical breaks still are instrumentals to kind of um to shake things up a bit so it isn't just verse chorus verse chorus um 
so so yeah uh it's it's a really interesting part of the song and it, it is kind of funny to think about how it's uh uh a sign of things to come yeah yeah no i i i, I do find that like very interesting because um the 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 foundation is is mostly there um and yeah like you said as we get into the 90s and and the records to follow there is a streamlining of the formula there is a scaling back very um very consciously to kind of uh you know kind of utilizing only the the necessary elements and kind of firing those on all cylinders, you know, kind of just like, uh, we're going to do the, the simple power chords, you know, thing, but just, we're going to turn it up to a hundred percent and, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to just like fully commit to the bit. And then the same with the bass and the drums. Um, where, whereas it, it almost seems like during like this record they are they're they're kind of like realizing or they're like they're they're walking into that formula but they're like too afraid to let go of some of the extraneous you know not not filler but you know some of the parts that that do um differentiate uh the song from something more basic and and it's you know it's kind of funny because i feel like a lot of um advice that you would get like as a songwriter if if you talk to other people who are songwriters um uh you know it's it really is frowned upon to kind of remain static or stagnant you know you kind of want to um change things up and and have different flourishes and and you know do the 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 unexpected and you know i think they they really are following that advice uh on this album um because they didn't really know that they could have the best of both worlds you know they 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 didn't know that they could only do what they do best but like you, you know do it better than everyone else so so you don't even notice what's missing and uh it's yeah. it's it's kind of a hard thing to 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 even uh discuss but it's kind of like yeah, we're going to kind of uh, bring it all back down to the basics, but ride on those so hard that you won't even notice what, what's gone, you know? Yeah. No, I, I do get what you mean, and it still is funny. You know, it feels like every conversation we have about these songs and about where Green Day's at at this time, there there kind of has to be this, um, uh, you know, constant qualifier of, like, just how young they were and and just how um you know <clears throat> early on this was for them like finding their footing as musicians and as songwriters um and and yeah like not not because of any lack of talent but because like they're trying to figure out how to distill what they have into like what will become that core of green day and so we've kind of discussed already how um a big uh musical influence on them or an artist that they were really into is black sabbath and we've kind of drawn some funny parallels but like you know it would make sense talking about 16 you know you're a 16 year old kid and yeah you know you're in the punk scene but 
You've been listening to Black Sabbath for however long. Like, why wouldn't you want to fucking shred on your own song, you know? Like, you just want to do that. So, um, it makes a lot of sense that they're, I think, injecting a lot of that. It's like you, you kind of finally have the opportunity to, you know, not only let loose, but have people pay attention. And I, I think that there's... Um, you know, just a very natural desire to, to, like you're saying, like want to expand or want to complicate because like those are the, the more typical ways that you would kind of show off or showcase what you can do through yeah, your, yeah, your yeah. artistry. And, and yet, like you're saying, I think what they come to discover is that um, a lot of their power and their effectiveness lies in a, a, seemingly more simplistic style yeah less but, is more yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not as it's not as simple as that either which is no we're we we, we are why we get to talk about it no yeah we're, we're we're oversimplifying the the formula for sure but um it is kind of funny the the, the predicament they're they're in here at the beginning because you're right like like they kind of grew up on um the hair metal as we said and in Ozzy and Black Sabbath um and so so yeah they they can and do like to shred a bit and you know show off a bit um but they're in a scene that like really frowns upon that kind of thing so so yeah so so it it is a funny kind of a juggling routine that they have to do on this record especially um and What's even funnier, and we, I think we'll, we'll talk about this a lot, is, it, you know, it's like they they end up kind of in a place where, like, if Insomniac had been their first album, they, like, they, they would have been accepted at Gilman Street, you know, mm-hmm. completely, like, or, you know... B- b- less so you know branded as as uh you know phony uh you know whatever fake fake punkers um so it's kind of funny that that the formula that they ended up with that brought them so much success is kind of like kind of like a little bit what what they what they didn't want to kind of um fall into initially uh, just, just an interesting part of their journey, I think. Um, well, can you just explain a little bit more what you mean by that last part? You mean, you mean like what they, what, like when they explode, like you're saying, like when they, they come out with Dookie, you feel like it's, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I they they kind of like grow into this thing that maybe they they did that, that's not what they wanted to do when they set out. Like, is that what you mean? I mean, not necessarily. Um, I just feel like if if they came out, you know, if if Thirty Nine Smooth was a record that that had uh, no guitar solos and was and, and obviously Dookie would would be different. It would be. Uh, dookie that sounded like 39 smooth you know um i i kind of feel like there there uh would not be as much of a glaring um difference between them and and the rest of of the uh scene um right 
you know, I think the big thing that sets them apart there too are are the harmonies. But um, but you know, if they kind of came out of the gates with this like roaring, driving uh, power chord punk rock, um, I I think it would have been an easier ride um, into that scene. You know, where, where, whereas they kind of are are making it harder on themselves by by kind of leaning into some of their uh more mainstream influences which of course i i, th- I think was was uh brave and and like they wouldn't be green day if they didn't do that but but i i, I just kind of think of a of of an alternate history yeah i i see what you mean i guess i i just i think i find your point to be interesting because i usually think of um the the narrative and the trajectory as like being more you know that uh 39 smooth and kerplunk were um more you know more more held up and accepted as like really really strong submissions and like then it's it's more about like the the clamor and the major label success surrounding them that kind of gets the knife in the back but i but i see what you mean too about like how like maybe that transition itself like could have been smoothed anyways if if maybe um their sound was like a bit more raw from the get-go which which i think is kind of what you're getting at yeah yeah yeah. i mean you know i it's no secret i mean that that the uh you know like like we said al sobrante being in the band was kind of like their or one of their their um meal tickets kind of into the that crowd um to get respect because uh i mean they they are playing music that that's that's a good bit different from the rest of the the rest of the scene um it's true yeah and i think largely by the time kerplunk rolls around they're 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 already kind of like seen heroes and obviously we weren't there so it's like the timelines who the fuck knows but this is just my 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 guesstimation being a you know a, um an octogenarian fan um but uh but but i mean yeah you know and it's, whoa, it's just whoa, kind of what whoa, green day whoa. does what what fucking word did you just use octogenarian yeah yeah it means i'm a very is- old it means i'm a very old fan connor it looks like you're looking that word up right now to see if that's what that means. Yes. <laughs> you look like you're looking it up Listen just to, to like me. double check. <laughs> to double check, yes, yes, but but I was correct. It means a person who is from eighty to eighty nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard that word. Really? That's pretty funny, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just like from me being a very very old fan. Um, that's kind of how, how how I see their trajectory being, um, and and of course we'll talk more when we get there. But it is funny how you know after Dookie we get Insomniac, which is like a pretty in your face punk record. So it just it it always seems like kind of the, you know the opposite of a lot of other. Uh, trajectories that bands have where they'd put out their most punk record right. the most hardcore record and then they'd get into the poppy shit but um yeah but yeah i see what you mean anyways from from myself who is uh who is between 80 to 89 years old um to to billy joe when he was just 16 um connor how how do you 
listening to this song now, um, at, you know, as as men of a certain age as we are, yeah. Um, and I already feel like I know what you're going to ask, but yeah, go for it. I mean, how does listening to this song now differ from from when you were a youngin listening to this song and and you had all these possibilities laid out to you? And, uh, you know, now you, you're in a position where you know some of the answers to the questions that Billy is asking in this mm-hmm. song. Um, so, so, you know, as, <laughs> as octogenarians, we can look at this song, yeah. uh, you know, on a totally different level. Um, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I mean... <sighs> You know, at at first, as I was like going back to this song, getting ready for our discussion, I even this isn't gonna quite answer your question, maybe, but I even had a bit of a like boomer moment, like you know when you're like on, I don't know, social media or whatever, or or, but like you know, as you get older, you will just inevitably come across younger people's opinions on getting older. And yeah. I feel like there's this kind of natural tendency, sort of a knee-jerk reaction to be like, be, because you have that, you know, kind of uh, octogenarian vantage point, you know, kind of a bit of a, you know, man, you don't know how young you are, kind of a sense. And so in a way, like, I almost feel like this song is humorous, but not because it's it obviously isn't funny. Like these are real questions that you are grappling with when you're 16. Like this is exactly the age you're loaded up on piss and vinegar and whatever else. And like, oh, yeah. you, you, you really are like trying to figure this shit out. And these are the questions that you're asking yourself. And like kind of for the first time, this might be like for the first time you actually feel like you're getting older. This is a really novel experience because, like before, like you, you love getting older. Each year is like you, you know you're becoming more powerful, and it's certainly still true at the at this time. But I think it's the first time like your your brain kind of starts to realize like you know there's gonna come a point where you're on the decline. You know. Yeah. Um, and, and everyone's kind of like experience and understanding of that and, and perspective on that is going to be different. But but all that's to say, Connor, I think like coming back around to your question, um, I think even now as a man of a certain age, I still ask myself some of these questions. You're, you're saying some of the questions we have answers to. I kind of think you're right about that. And then, you know, what makes this song still work is that I think some of these questions you get to a certain age and you realize they are unanswerable. I don't believe that there is an answer. Um, and so I think that's also what what makes it compelling. But it, it, it does have this sort of element of, like, it's almost charming to think that they're at this point asking themselves these questions because as someone at, at my age, you know, I'm, I'm almost a little uh, nostalgic for thinking about when I was asking myself those same questions for the first time. Yeah. yeah. And, and the song makes me think of that. 
Yeah, it's it's very very funny because, I mean, I'm not sure if if you have a memory of this. You know, we, we've we've kind of um, had had this discussion before, but like I do remember listening to this song when I was like 15 or 16, and and you know just like feeling this song entirely, like it just just like it it like you know being on the exact same wavelength and and grappling with these questions with billy joe in real time you know um and it is strange coming to it now um because uh i've been thinking about this a little bit uh because i i did i just turned 30 years old uh and this is not a joke. This is a real just four thing. days ago. Yes, I, I I just turned thirty years old four days ago, and uh, you were there. You were there, mm-hmm. um, and we listened to this song a little bit on on. You're right. Drive we did. Dinner, yeah. Uh, which, yeah. Which which is very funny, um, and so so yeah, I I. I I think you're absolutely right that you know may, maybe some of these these questions we we have realized are silly um, or or no, you know know what the answers are for us personally. Um, a lot of the questions remain, and and you do kind of realize that uh, that they are unanswerable. Um, and so so yeah, nostalgia is is the right word for it uh, because. To, to to be 16 or to be 15 and listening to this and kind of thinking about what's ahead of you even back then i i was a i was like very very anxious so um be, i i think you're right about your your brain kind of like developing a self-awareness of like you aging um because yeah beforehand you turn 13 you're like ah oh, i'm a teenager now i can do all this cool shit whatever you know it's 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 all very exciting and then uh when you're 16 i mean it's it's not real responsibility but you do kind of like some semblance of responsibility does fall into your hands you know mm-hmm. like you are tasked with like yeah uh, you know passing school like you're not going to be handheld through through all of this anymore really and you know your 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 friends are are driving and whatever you're dating i don't know um some people are getting jobs um, right some other people are are, are <clears throat> refusing to get a job or their license until they're forced to, <laughs> you know, so just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who those guys would have no, been, but, I, you know, I have no idea. I have no idea, but different people doing different things. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and so now coming, coming back to it just after I've turned 30 and like, you're like, man, all the shit that I've like experienced and, and seen like, man, what would that kid think? you know yeah and i i don't know uh it, it's 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 not an easy thing to to answer i do think a future song that we'll be getting to kind of sums up uh the answers we have to all these questions pretty pretty succinctly um and i think that'll be for the for the listeners to to guess um 
it might not be uh, a song penned by Green Day, but it is one that we're going to cover um, shortly. Um, but yeah, there, that 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 was all kind of swirling in my mind um, while while listening to this song. Yeah, for sure. And I like what you're you're mentioning too. It's like, you know, when you turn thirteen, obviously not not just the um, names of the numbers changes where you, you you do officially get that teen signifier, but it it's more of a social change, but without as much of a, like physical real world kind of change. And yet at sixteen that really is a, a period of, you know, great change. Even even if, you know, you personally um, may not, uh, you know, find those changes happening to yourself, you know, or make those changes happen, you're inevitably going to have people around you, you know, engaged in those changes. And I, I think that's where... Um, you know the these lyrics um they're they're small and they're not the focus of this song um but there there is a line saying look at my friends and see what they've done ask myself why they've had to change right and it's just one of those one of those inevitabilities of aging is that you know people are going to change for whatever reason you know um and and 16 is a a very uh common like threshold or 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 moment for those changes to be occurring for for some of those reasons that you listed right like it's not always just like oh you know it's not always just hormones and shit like you know, they, there are things happening around you. Like pe- people are asked to engage in in the real world in different ways that weren't asked of them before. That just naturally leads to those changes. And you know, here's here's Billy kind of looking around and being like, you know, what the fuck's going on? You know, it's like things things made a lot more sense before, and they are becoming more and more complicated. You know, uh, so it's like, what what is happening? Um yeah, I yeah, I um, different different things are asked of you. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and I I do remember that that being a real fear for me during that age. You know, like man, are my are my friends going to change? What's what's going to happen? You know, are are they all going to change? I'm going to say the same. Um yeah, it's 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 a very strange time because you have all these people who are like developing at at different rates and yes. Um it's it, it's kind of a it can it can be sad to watch watch people that 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 you love move on and um Yeah, I mean it's 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 a weird time because obviously you you are starting to feel like more of an adult but you're you're not an adult your brain does have that self-awareness but it's not self-aware enough to know that it's not fully developed you know like yeah that that, that kind of is the weird place you find yourself in yeah you kind of know 
what's happening more more consciously than you ever have but um you're you're still cocky enough to think that you you know know the the you know the end all be all and that 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 you uh you know do do have enough um cognitive ability to kind of navigate everything logically and you just you just don't you're you're just not there yet but 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 you like no one's going to convince you otherwise um right uh which which yeah it's very funny and i feel like now at at 30 it's it's almost the opposite where where it's like i uh i really don't know anything and i don't know if i ever have known anything you know and and like just um how could I have ever been been that that person at sixteen who who is like <laughs> like this is who I am and uh you know yeah um, no I I know I know before too you were you were kind of alluding to another song we're gonna kind of uh, cover that that sort of addresses that topic and there there are some lines that um you know pretty much say exactly that but hearing you talk about it it's funny because uh you know that uh the 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 latest menzingers album some of it was true came out in uh, october of this year and got me thinking about that song that you're alluding to because very similarly they they say the older i get the less i know yeah and i knew nothing then yes Uh, 100 percent yeah, great shit. They they were right. The Menzigers were right. Um, yeah, I know. I, I know. <laughs> that's, that's a great album. Um, any any uh, people listening to this podcast, if I mean honestly, if if you like Green Day, I mean, I I think chances are you'll probably like most of that record. Um, yeah, and I, I and think I mean, there's I think there's good odds you probably are already are yeah i mean record. it's this, but if they're, you're not they're, they're not some up-and-comers they've been around for a while the men's but if you're great. not then get on it yeah yeah um it's it's one of my albums of of the year uh 2023 i i don't know if i'm going to be doing um an album of the year list this year i was thinking earlier today that maybe i'll just do a uh top 10 songs i've cried to this year list Wow, so a little little different this year, huh? Yeah. I, so, I mean, you've you've been doing album of the year for many years now. Um, almost a little sad to think it may not be happening. Yeah, but. no, I, I probably will. I probably will. St- I'll I'll just do both probably. But um, <laughs> <laughs> both are good. <laughs> yeah, but that was my idea of the day. Um, anyways, you know, we 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 did mention um another song coming up that that kind of plays into this a little bit, but. There is a song that we have already covered that uh, I, I I do feel like um, is is sentimentally connected to this song, as well as name dropped in this song. Is it? Is it? Yeah, <laughs> I was there. I in the chorus. Oh, Billy, I always I always wish yeah, I was there. Billy yeah, literally yeah, yeah. says, "I always wish I was there." Um, so I've always kind of thought like, is that on purpose? Yeah, you know, like like uh, what's the timeline for you know these songs being written? Um, 
was was this song a response to to you know John Kiffmeyer, the Kiffmeister, uh, his his uh, writing? You know, did did uh, the Kiffmeister write "I Was There" and then Billy is like, "I can do better." Hmm. It's funny because it's it's very much a different sentiment to when we were discussing I was there. Cause we kind of felt like with, I was there, you know, there was, there was more a feeling of like a, a fondness, like a fondness for the past, but still like a positivity for the present and, and the future. Right. Kind of, kind of a hopefulness. Um, but this song has, has much more of a, uh, I mean, what do you want to say? Like a, um, a lamenting sort of tone. Yeah. And and here when Billy says, I, I wish I was there, there's a reluctance to grow up. Or or it's not even about growing up. There's a reluctance to age. I think that this song very much embodies like a fear of getting older. Um and, and not just like socially, like I, I think it's I think it's like a feeling of decaying almost like, yeah. like a awareness of, you know, the older you get just like the w- worse you're going to become like, yeah. that's sort of what this feels like to me. That, that, that may be the fear. Um, but you're right. You know, again, uh, I was there. It kind of is, is from the more mature perspective of like, Oh, you know, I can always say that I was there. Like that's a good thing. I can look on on my past fondly, and uh, this song is is like no. I always wish that I was in my past. Like I like I always, you know, miss my past. I wish that, you know I wish those times lasted forever. You know, it's a y- yeah, yeah. If if Billy if if when Billy wrote this song, if he could have stayed sixteen forever, he would have. That's what this song. Yeah sounds like yeah yeah i mean he he'd be peter pan um i mean some some people would 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 say that he got his wish actually you know (laughs) that's true that's that's funny that's true um yeah it's it's uh one of those things that uh, maybe the feeling never truly went away you know for for uh, billy joe um we do talk about it you know it I think we've mentioned it on this podcast, like, like, man, like when's, when's he going to let his age be his age? You know, when are we going to get uh, gray haired bearded Billy, you know, yeah, like yeah. just like one of our weird parasocial fan conversations True. that we have. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think this, this is, is definitely an ongoing thing. It's, it's, an, it's, it's oh, kind yeah. of an anxiety of the future. Um, yeah. And, and, and that still comes up in his, his lyrics too. Like you've mentioned a couple songs that sort of address this too. And it feels like, um, you know, it's, it's not that there isn't a difference, but it kind of feels like a song like X kid comes from a similar place. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not necessarily about, like not wanting to get older, but it's like, Oh, like I fucked up aging, you know, like I, yes, I did it all yeah. wrong, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it, I, I, I do still think, yeah, that's like a very real anxiety in Billy's head. Yeah. I, I mean, again, like talking about like parasocial fan shit, but like, that's, that's just the impression that I, I get it's in the, text. the lyrics. It's in right? the text folks. 
It's right there. Look it the up. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there on the page. Um, yeah, and, and I think uh, you know, there, there, I, I, there's a lot of great lyrics on this uh, song. Um, Connor, were there any parts that 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 you uh, wanted to single out and uh, talk about? Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to go back to just real quick. So we sort of started our conversation saying like, hey, this 16, you know, is a song that kind of gets the ball rolling for um, themes and ideas that are going to be present in in Billy's lyricism for a long time now, um, off and on and in different ways. And we've very clearly already covered... uh, anxieties about aging and growing up and all that but you know the other one was the one I I mentioned before about people changing Um, this line in the second verse I already read it but yeah look at my friends and see what they've done ask myself why they've had to change that lyrically is a pretty small part of this song but it's an idea that Billy's going to come back to and expand on Um, not not all the time, but I think it comes up more and more, especially with that whole idea of, you know, feeling like they're cast out of the scene. Yeah. And so, you know, there's this whole idea of like, oh, you know, Green Day changed, Green Day sold out. But like, from Billy's perspective, you kind of get that feeling that people that he considered to be friends and was close with, like, probably especially during that time, like, that's that's really hard to deal with. And like, that's... Um, it makes me think of like E minus Sleepus off of Dookie, you know. Um, that's like a that's like a song that's only about that, like yeah. where he really comes back to that idea. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to to like single that out too. Jar. G- yeah. Right. That's yeah. A good one too. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that's a through line. Um, through, I mean, especially in the '90s, but but it doesn't doesn't go away. It's still there in the trilogy too, at the very least. Um, yeah, and and I I think that's uh interesting that this is kind of like the the first little seed of that kind of idea. You're you're absolutely right. Um yeah, cuz I right like neither I don't really feel like either of those things have really come up. But I I guess like you're saying like with I was there it is different, but like I feel like this is the first song where um like aging and getting older is like really framed negatively or with like this through this lens of like crushing anxiety um and then yeah like the whole people are changing around me too right like things things can't be the same and like that is hard to deal with um this this does kind of feel like it's the first song where those things are really focused on right i think so um i i mean at least in this in this way um you know I, I, it, it's it's tackled in i was there and um even even in going to pass lakwa but but uh not not to this extent or in 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 this framing i guess of of it it just being the anxiety and and the kind of uh longing for for what was and and a uh reluctance you know to uh see what's coming um 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly the most negative that the future has framed so far. Um, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. It's like a lot of these ideas sort of have been like swirling around already, but like the way that they come out on this song is different than they did before. I think that's kind of what makes this song interesting. And obviously, we've we've had a lot to talk about and reflect reflect on in our own lives and. Uh, Billy's life and and you know kind of just in general um, it's it's one of those things that you could really talk about for as long as you want because um, it's just such a universal feeling and it's so much bigger than the song itself you know it, it's kind of just something that everyone has to go through and you you know you either figure it out or you don't but absolutely but it's it, but it's gonna happen yeah you know, no, no matter what you do it's it's a great example of um kind of the universality of of billy joe's songwriting it, you know it's a great early example of a song that that i mean most people can relate to at some point in their life um which is something he's very good at and does does time and time again um connor musically sure. musically in this song i I know you, um, you, you know, you kind of pinpoint to the theme in the song that Billy Joe um, does or Green Day does, you know, revisit because some of those songs are written by Mike, too. But um, uh, I think I, I have found, uh, you know, very early version of a of, of a riff or a chord progression or a strumming pattern, whatever you want to call it. Um, and some of the research that I did. Uh, oh, in the research you some said. Of, some of the research that I that I embarked upon for this episode, um, I, I <laughs> discovered a lot of people um, feel like this riff, and it's a great riff, folks. It's it really is a terrific riff, classic <laughs> Green Day, uh, tremendous riff. Um, I can't believe you just did that. I'm not even going to comment. Go on. Uh, People say it's very similar to the When I Come Around riff. Um, also, Walking Contradiction. Also, um, Geek Stink Breath, they say. Just a very, like, like if you were to slow down the riff, it would sound like When I Come Around. Um, yeah. Which I, which I do think is is right. It's, it's like a very similar riff. Um, and uh, something that Billy Joe plays plays around with and and comes out in different variations for for you know years years to come um which, which is pretty pretty interesting yeah i can i now that you've mentioned it like i can hear the similarities um to this and when i come around pretty clearly in my head uh not something i have ever thought about or noticed on my own but cool to hear you throw it out there because it's like yeah i I certainly can hear that, and you know, you make enough songs uh, where the, uh, the the core of it is going to be focused on power chords. You're just bound to make something that kind of sounds like another song you already made. It's it's just going to happen. It's true, and I, you know, I'm going to kind of uh, you know knock some people off of their high horse. Um, because a lot of people say, you know, ah, oh, they're recycling riffs, so they're, it's, it's, you know, they're, they're out of ideas, whatever. But 
let me just tell you if if Billy Joe wrote the riff to When I Come Around, then it was like, ah, oh, no, it's too similar to 16. Ah, oh, fuck, this riff is too similar to 16, a song I wrote when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't. We can't come out with like a around. We can't do that. Found so, anymore? Sorry. Just think of all the songs you'd be missing out on if uh, you didn't allow a little bit of of repetition or repeating, um, you know, yeah, ideas I mean, it, in an artist's work. It does. It feels like a stupid criticism. Like even beyond, like oh, think of the iconic Green Day songs that we may not have gotten, but like more than that. You listen to 16 and you listen to When I Come Around, even back to back, right next to each other. I just don't believe you if you tell me they sound the same. Like, I get what you mean now that you said it, but what they do as a band to that similar riff in both songs is like night and day. Totally different. It's just so reductive and uh, completely fucking narrow-minded to be like, oh, well... Oh, then these two riffs are similar, so the the songs are the same. You're ripping yourself off. Yes, (laughs) and that's usually fucking stupid. It's just fucking stupid. It is. It is, and that's usually the case with those criticisms. You know, obviously these are two songs people don't like, but that's. But it's the same thing with fuck time and stab you in the heart, you know? It's like <laughs> they've got yeah, similar riffs, but actually actually totally if they if they wanted to get rid of fuck time, that's fine. They could they might no. be like, Okay, you know, that's <laughs> we're on. gonna But no we're, you know, we we did stab you in the heart, we're just not gonna fuck we're gonna get rid of fuck time now. No, no, because stab you in the heart came after so Came like, after. No, no, I know it yeah. did, but I I'm imagining they they did stab you in the heart and they were like, Oh, like this is what fuck time should have been, like let's just then they like, delete, we're gonna re-re- we're gonna re-release <laughs> dose. Yeah, we're just gonna get rid of fuck time. We'll put stab you in the heart on there. Wow. Just have it on two records. Uh, That's your head. Call cannon. it a day. Yeah, that that'll be like the like reverse welcome to paradise or something. They'll, wow. We're gonna go backwards. That would be a powerful throw it in there. A powerful move. Um, I don't I don't agree. Anyways, no. um, there's a lot of cool instrumental stuff happening on this, Connor. Um, I we we we'd be um, remiss to we to would be so not remissed. not mention Mr. Mike Durant in this song. Oh yeah, um, it'd be a big remission. Yes, huge remission. Uh, he's killing it, Connor. He is killing it on this one. Yeah, yeah. No, um, this is this is a really great um, Mike baseline and. Uh, I don't know. I I it's I, I wish I had like more to add because I I don't I don't feel like um I have I'm struck by an immediate thought other than like it's good you know um so if you have more to throw out there please do but I, I just just to be clear I'm I'm in total agreement there with you buddy yeah I mean I I, I think he does a great job and um to kind of set it apart from the rest, you know, it's, it's, it's not a typical Mike Durant baseline. Uh, cause in this song, he does a little slapping. He slaps the bass. He does some bass slapping, um, which he, I, I mean, I don't know if he does it ever again in the entire catalog. He could, there, there could be moments yeah. where he slaps the bass, but, um, but this, this is pretty unique in that regard. Um, and, and and it makes me want to uh, bring up a, a tweet that I I found from Mr. Billy Joe Armstrong himself, 
Uh, oh, okay. This was tweeted February 10th, 2011. And this is kind of from that period where he was he was really into Twitter. He was tweeting all the time. He was tweeting a lot of like fun facts about old songs and stuff like that. This was one yeah. he was he was in New York City uh, doing St. Jimmy for the American Idiot Broadway play, um, and he he had to say sixteen has a weird funk part in the middle. You can hear Mike slap at the bass big time. <laughs> That's that's what it is. I was like really wondering if I should like interrupt you and be like, oh, Connor, you know, you're saying bass slapping and some people, really, you know, and then here, here you go. No, I, uh, yeah, good I stuff. Mean, good stuff. I'd be remiss not to, not to make a slap at a bass reference. Um, but I thought I'd leave it to the man himself, Billy Joe Armstrong, yeah. um, who, I mean, you, you, you got to imagine 2011, that's got to be like right after um, I Love You Man came out. Um, Isn't that a movie that, that that has that in it? Has oh Just slap at a bass. Wow, uh, you know maybe I uh, truthfully, is. I was, I, I was, I was almost thinking of it as a uh, shop till you drop kind of thing. I was, I don't know, I was ready to believe no one knows where it comes from. Just a fucking mystery <laughs> line that. That everyone says and no yeah. one knows the word. I don't know. Yeah, I don't fucking know. No, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. Sounds like you do. I'm pretty sure its origins are in the movie "I Love You, Man" with with Paul Rudd and Jason Segel. Wow. Um, and so I think that's. I'm learning so much today. Yeah, yeah. I think that that is probably right after it came out. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so that that would have been a, a pretty uh, timely reference. People really would have gotten a kick out of that. I would say so. I think it was probably a hit, but probably probably was a viral tweet, you know. Yeah. One of the I mean first, anything that that, that, that Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, That's it in the the pantheon there. I mean, but you know, there there really has to be an episode where we kind of just go through Billy Joe's Twitter account because he has Oh he my has, god, that would be He has a lot of good shit. There's so yeah. much there's so I mean every every tweet i really just there's something i want to say so that that would be fun but yeah talk talking about um mike's base there and um it's 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 sort of uh you know unique place as as him doing the slap of the base style there uh is is cool and, and very much worth a shout out um and like you, like we were also talking about how this song really doesn't have a solo; it just has that instrumental break. Um, it's just another uh, musical moment on on this song that that really stands out to me. Um, just such a great decision. I, I just, I really, I really love it because it does feel like a bit of a. I don't know how else to say this. Almost like a boogie breakdown. So yeah, uh, it's yeah. good. It's cool. There, there's, there's definitely a good bit of boogie in that breakdown, for sure. Um, also, during during that part, during that instrumental um, breakdown, we we do have a and something I just kind of 
uh, picked up on today was there's there's a, a really cool discordant guitar part in the bridge that's kind of in the background while Mike is kind of going to town on the bass. Um, and it's a little bit reminiscent of what they end up doing in Welcome to Paradise. Um, but but obviously that's a, that's a different style and more pronounced. But uh, it's kind of the same thing where, where Mike is doing something really cool on bass. And Billy is kind of like fucking off in the background with like making weird noises with his guitar, um, which is kind of fun. Um, and they should do it more, I think. Uh, and um, again, as in in most of these songs on the record, Billy Joe's vocal performance is 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 great and uniquely thirty nine smooth. You know, it's obviously mm-hmm. very young. Pronunciation is very funny. Um, my favorite being Forey Everlast. Oh my god, yes. Right? It's just yes. so good. Yeah. Um He just has to It really is. Elongate that word and it just it's it works, it works. Yeah. Uh agree completely. And then I always love the the brief little shouts and yeahs you might get to. Uh, I think it's the second time he does it, but he's like, why are these times so unfair? Yeah! Yes. You know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's it's perfect. You gotta love it. You do. Um, and last but not least, in, in, in the music department, we we gotta mention uh, Mr. Kiffmeyer, a.k.a. the Kiffmeister, and his contributions to the song. We have to uh, decide if he's voted off the island tonight or not, Connor. Pretty sure we. Yeah, pretty sure we were like, oh yeah, I think we. I think we're not gonna do that. We kind of had mean, like a whole thing about. We had a whole thing well, about it. Well, here's you know? here's what I'm thinking though is is maybe oh, being maybe God. being voted off the island isn't a bad thing. Maybe maybe he is rewarded handsomely for his, uh, Connor, his time Connor, on the island. You need to. You know what? You. I'm sorry to say this. I really am. I'm sorry to do this on the you podcast. Give him a, like I really. Plane. But you know, I I have a lot of experience like hosting podcasts now. I, a lot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so from one podcast host to another, I just, you gotta know when to, like, just fucking drop it. Like, well, you are just, <laughs> like, you just need to not... I think we're done. Well, no, I, I mean, think we're done. You just gotta fucking drop it, man. Even if, if like, being voted off the island means, like, you get... Uh, Two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> why is he? Like why is he car? being rewarded for well, being voted be, off? Because my my thought was that it was too mean. It was too mean to vote him off the island potentially. Okay, so, so now this, we're this we're still we're still gonna vote him off, but like, yeah. but now you have to create a hypothetical situation <laughs> where he's he's handsomely rewarded. Yeah. He's he's set for life. Just to ease our consciences. no no he's. He's really happy about being voted off the island. See, he he wants to be off the island. Connor John Kiffmeyer told me he doesn't want to be on the island anymore. He's he doesn't want to be here. <laughs> he's on a farm upstate. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's living his best life. No, I I'm I'm just joking. I am just joking. The bit is dead. It's officially dead. Oh no more voting <laughs> off the <laughs> island. Um, we we'll see. We'll see. Uh, oh my. But no, I think I, I I think his performance on this song is really solid. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <laughs> it is, but but this felt like one of the it's it's 
unless you have like a part to shout out oh, where so I might go like, oh yeah. So but you I, are, I, you are voting him off the island. No, no, okay. no, no, no. That's not what I'm. But I, but I think that this is serviceable. It's straightforward. There aren't really even any moments of like, you know, flair or or much in the way of like, you know, strong like personality or, or choices as a drummer that make me feel like oh fuck like you really rocked it on the drums like i feel like this is just like uh it just it just does what it does but like with without any extra bells and whistles and it doesn't get in the way of the bass or the guitar and um it, it it's it's really just there to you know keep the pace and not too much else so certainly it's not bad i just did not think it stood out in in any notable way on this song for me yeah i i i don't think you're wrong about that at all um i i i I think it's mostly um a pretty uh serviceable is is maybe the right word um there there are a couple or, or there's one bit in particular that I listened to and I thought, oh, wow, Trey would not play this. And, and I think that this is better because of it um, during I, I'm pretty sure it is in the instrumental breakdown part. He does a cool like shuffle beat um, that I, you know, don't think Trey would ever touch. Um, and it, it kind of adds a cool cool vibe to the song and uh, the rhythm um but yeah compared to to the other songs on the record it's it's definitely one of his his uh it's 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 got the least the least to write home about i think yeah yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at with it i mean if if we were still doing a bit where it's like are we gonna vote him off the island like this this really might be a knock against him. Not because uh-huh. it's bad, but because I don't know if it's good enough where I would vote for him to stay. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I think that's it. And, and I think, I, you know, going forward, we should do, the, like, the bit should be if we were to vote you off the island. You know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like... Uh, right. We're not going to. Yeah. We're not going to. We're not going to actually do it. But, but like, if, if we were to do it kind of like the oj simpson book if i did it yeah right it's like if i murdered her you know this is how right I done <laughs> this, this is how this is how it um, happened yeah yeah but but he doesn't like take any flack for that because it's all hypothetical right yeah so we, yeah. we can kind of follow his guidance it it did seem like really specific it's a weird book to write yeah yeah um great book though like 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 given given like the trial and the controversy like it's a really strange uh yeah really strange you know but but as an author as a writer you got to follow your muse wherever it takes you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, you know i guess you're right it's who am i to say you know? i know um anyways uh time for some fun segments folks Unless there's more you wanted to to talk about no well i don't know the only thing i was wondering um, we kind of got off onto a, a whole bunch of tangents with this song, and I, I think it's appropriate because, again, like this this song covers a lot of ground, honestly, um, yeah. and, and some big weighty topics. You asked me about lyrics that I wanted to focus on, and I I gave my 
suggestion there that we that we talked about. And I guess I was wondering if you had any specific uh, lyrics you want to shout out because uh, we we kind of got off that topic, and and I was curious if anything jumped out to you in that way. Um, I mean, I uh, I, I don't have anything in particular. Um, I. I actually do think that this is a good segue into the segment. All right, um, then. Which which is lyrics that I didn't realize were lyrics. Is that the, okay. is that what you titled the segment? I it doesn't it doesn't have a title. Lyrics um, that I, I've, lyrics I've that been I, calling I, it. <laughs> I guess I've been calling it like Miss misheard lyrics or like i don't know just just shit that i that i didn't know like either it's been something that i thought was one thing and it turns out it was another or it was just a line that i I truthfully did not know and i always heard billy going like you know and it's like and i'll I'll just be like okay don't know that one what do you think of the title lyrics that i didn't know were lyrics what about uh I don't know. I, I don't like it that I think that we could like make it more Green Day related, like oh, words yeah, I yeah. might have known or something. Oh that's you know? so that's so good. We're, okay, yeah, that's yeah, okay. We'll we'll go with words I might have known unless we can think of something better and listeners if you can words words i might have guessed words i, I might know, have right? guessed something like that listeners if if you have a, a punchier more clever uh name for the segment please write in let us know um but today today i i actually do have have one i think um wow because it's it's just a part that i i didn't um ever care to 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 know what he was saying like i, I just kind of like all, like like to me it was always just the, it was just the sounds that Billy was making with his with, with his you know voice um, I didn't ever think to I, you know I never thought of them as lyrics but um uh the length I've gone are I've just got yes miles. me too okay me too yeah it's the, I mean just today reading the lyrics I was like damn okay that's that's that line um it's it's just it's just another one of those billyisms where where it just sounds like you could you know interpret it however you want you know it's kind of like a phrase you can kind of you know make up whatever you want um and and it would work just as well as as the actual line yeah and i do think that's like the clear contender for like the the misheard or unknown lyric on this one because uh again yeah same here i, I was also going to mention that and everything else you know not only does he sing it pretty clearly but there's a lot of like lyrical repetition on the song so i think it's easy to kind of pick up what he's putting down um and then even even though you hear this line uh you know a couple times because it, it's in the verse yeah the length i've gone are just long miles it's it's just in the delivery there where uh yeah yeah i was i was never gonna pick that one out either so it interesting to hear that you share that though yep yeah well i i mean i think that's the first time we've we've uh had had the same lyric we didn't know was a lyric 
Yeah. I do kind of feel like maybe there was just one other, like a small one, where you were like, oh, yeah, like yeah. maybe. Um, but, you know, why am I splitting ha hairs here? Like, let's just say it's this one. It's this so one. Let's you know? just say it's this one. It's this one. This um, is it. So that brings us to our final segment uh, of the episode because, I mean, Connor, I, I've never heard this song live. Yeah. It's, and I mean, it's it's one that they very rarely uh, – I don't know if they've played it in the last 20 years. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly – that's that's one of my big uh, Green Day blind spots is like I do not really have a head for that. My memory is very poor in that way and yours is very strong in that way. So if you haven't heard it, I know for damn sure I haven't heard it. Yeah. Folks, listeners, if, if you have heard 16 live, please write in. Tell us the story. Tell us uh, what show you were at, what year it was. We want to hear about it because, uh, I mean, this would have been a fun one live, I think. Um Let's let's move on over to uh, questions, comments, concerns. That's the name of this segment. Is 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 that what that's going to be? Uh, questions, okay. comments, concerns. I um. What the fuck happened here? You know what? I. God damn it! You know the reason I'm saying God damn it is because. I actually had a comment that I wanted to read, and now oh. I don't, uh, well, you know what? Yeah, you, you continue to look for the comments, but I'll, I'll I will, uh, and you, and you do your, I don't want to derail you there, sorry. It's all good. Uh, the first comment we have, and this is, of course, a YouTube comment. Oh, okay, first, you know, again, searching for this fucking title was, was really tricky, because obviously it's just the, the number 1616 so you search you search green day 16 and pretty much you're 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 getting a lot of like revrad stuff like like revrad like shows like you know club shows that they did in 2016 because it's green day 16 you know it's like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the you know the release of bang bang and revolution radio and stuff like that um is is all populating before any mention of the actual song 16 um and then even even like topics about uh the you know the announcement that oh yeah is coming out as a single on january 16th 2020 <laughs> um so it's it was, it was it was very tricky getting anything um for this song but uh but once again youtube came to my rescue we have a uh, september of the dead says 11 months ago Legend has it, if you listen to this song five times, you unlock the song 80. Nice. Can you confirm, Connor? Um, well, it's been so long since I've listened to this. You know, I mean, five times, we're yeah. well past that point. Yeah. And I've been listening to, to 80 for a long-ass time, too. So, it, you know, if it's true... um. It, it's I unlocked it so long ago um, I can hardly even remember well you know I I uh, I think that might be true folks if you if, if you haven't heard 80 yet uh, the way you can 
access that song is by listening to this song five times. Um, yeah, you may only be at four, so just uh, one one extra one listen more. might do it. Take you to the next level. Um, Melia seven six nine eight says a year ago. This song is actually so relatable for teens, bro. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> thought that was yeah. very true. I um okay, so I, I I mentioned I actually, you know, was looking through uh, some comments on YouTube as well. Nice. And that's a big one. A lot of people like shouting out like, "Oh, you know, I you know, I'm 16 Connor, and I'm listening to this lot, song." A lot. I yes, I like screenshot a, a bunch of them and I'm like, "This is going to be the entire segment because yeah, it's yeah. it's all all that." Well, here's the one that I wanted to read. Um, it's from Der Ramensteiner Junge, 4122, from two years ago. And uh, they, they uh, may be German, which could explain some of the English in uh, this comment here, but this is what it says. I remember I first listened to this, and I still have the same feelings crawling in my skin like a little bunch of ties. Yeah, we are getting older all the time, and we have to accept it. Deal with it. Wow. Yeah. I just... That was a hard truth. Um, I, I, I just thought it was funny because it's like, one, what is... I still have the same feelings crawling in my skin like a little bunch of ties? I don't know what that means. So it, I thought it was funny because the first part of this comment, he's like, oh, man, I still feel this way to this day. And then he's like... We're getting older all the time. Fucking get over it and deal with it. And I'm like, well, which is it, buddy? There's going to be ties crawling in your skin for the rest of, <laughs> for the rest of eternity. Get used yeah. to it. We all have ties Just crawling in our skin. Just accept it. <laughs> yeah. Don't be weird about it. That was, a, that was my submission. That was a good, that was a good one. That, that, that was a nice. unique one. Um, next up, I have Green Day Summerify. They say, when Green Day was Green Day, before the eyeliner and skinny jeans and stupid ballad songs. Um, Flying, v, Flying V555 replies, yeah, they were better without the eyeliner. Everything else, though, I'll let it pass. Very <laughs> that, that's the one. Uh, yeah. That's the hangout. Um, and the 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 last comment that I have um, is from Super Psycho Seven Three One. They say haven't listened to this in years. Then someone posts about it on Instagram five minutes ago, and I'm instantly reminded of this badass riff. Lyrics are a little crybaby, but I like the music, so fuck it, it's good. All right. I I mean you know I, the lyrics are a little bit crybaby. I you know I'm, I yeah I'm not yeah going we agree with him. We uh, we did we did kind of skirt around that and talk and talk about that for sure. You know, it's it it, it has uh, that that feeling of like kind of woe is me, right? It's like yes. oh, I'm getting older and everything sucks. And you know, Billy was right. So Super Psycho, I'm sorry to say, I don't know how old you are, but Billy was right. You know, I don't think he was being over dramatic. Like it does, it does suck going through. Uh, the 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 horrors of of aging and and you know watching your body uh fail you in real time um so as as our other friend said you know just just deal with it just deal with all the uh, all the ties crawling in your skin um, yes connor who who wins comment of the day um 
You know, I, I know I, I think I'm a little biased here, but I, I did think the one that I read was uh, was pretty funny. I like Dare Ramensteiner Junge. Dare Dare Ramensteiner Junge does does win it because I the j- just the 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 idea of ties crawling in my skin. That was it. Yeah, it's gonna stick with me. It is gonna stick with me for a long time. So I I think we're on on the same page there. One of these days we will uh b- b- break the you know break the 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 the, the tie i guess we'll right we'll, we'll we'll get all these damn ties out we of our, uh, our skin <laughs> we will connor um i i i want to wrap this up in a little bit of a different way um there's a bunch of comments that um or a good handful that that was like alluding to some sort of a tv show called la tele it's it's like a Colombian TV show, and they were talking mm-hmm. and and like I I used Google Translate to kind of put the pieces together. Um, they were talking about like oh this this is the song from La Tele, the, this TV show from Colombia. And I googled it. I was like La Tele Green Day, La Tele Sixteen, and I couldn't find it. But um, eventually I I googled um, or I copied and pasted a comment and googled it, and I came up with a YouTube video. Um, and found this this show from Colombia called La Tele, um, and they seem to have, or they they seem to use a version of Sixteen as their theme song. Um, so I'm gonna play it, uh, or a little bit of it, um, and I I kind of want to get your thoughts on uh, <laughs> on uh, it's it's kind of similarities to Sixteen. Yeah, let's do it. All right, you ready? Uh, I um, I'm as ready as I can be, I All suppose. Right, yes. What tell I? All right, that's all we're gonna get because uh, you know I don't want them to uh, copyright strike me. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's funny because because like the, the the guitar part is going, you're like, oh yeah, that's it's like really similar, and then you hear the soloing and, and you're like, oh okay, maybe they just kind of are repurposing the riff, and then the vocals come in, and you're like, no, this is like, the and then same, they start singing. It's the same melody. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's the vocal melody. Yeah. Yes. That really really uh, damns them. Yeah. So so I I. As far as I know, and I could be wrong, maybe there was a deal that was reached with, with you know, the people at Lookout Records or Green Day, and and they decided to to you know use this as a theme song. But um, I mean, what do you think, Connor? Is this a a uh, a, a an example of parallel thinking, or did somebody on this production just nab <coughs> the riff and melody from Sixteen? Yeah, I mean the latter. I think it's like you're you're in Colombia. You know, you 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 hear this uh, relatively, you know, under the radar, unknown punk rock song. Somehow, somehow that reaches your ears. You think it sounds fucking cool. You might not even know what they're saying. It's all in English, and you're like, you know what? Let's just fucking do this. Um, no offense to Latelli, but you know, it's 
it's just way too, because at first we kind of were talking about how like, hey, you know, even Billy sort of repurposes or reuses his own shit or totally. like, hey, if you're if you're writing songs with power chords, like it's not weird to come up with something that sounds similar to something else. Because yeah. you have a, a, you know, essentially a more limited toolbox or, or rather you're like working within, again, like kind of a simpler uh, framework or structure. Um, so it really, if it was just the riff, especially with like that, you know, a, a lead electric guitar playing over it, I would have just said, you know what, uh, let bygones be, be bygones. I, I, I think uh, totally within the realm of possibility that parallel thinking, as you said. But the vocal melody is just way... Too, it is the same. It's not even it similar. I know. It just know. is the same. There's no way those two things would would just happen. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it is the La Tele song. I there know. you go. I, I thought that was a, that, that was a really uh, exciting discovery for me because um, <laughs> as, yeah. as a Green Day historian, I, I, I was never... Uh, ever aware of this so and i don't even know if the band knows about this um so if you know again if any listener knows the the story behind uh this song please please let us know it's it's kind of a cool little footnote in in green day history um connor before we wrap things up you have anything you wanted to say you know i just I think this was a cool discussion and it is a little bit different than um, some of the other ones we've had, you know, uh, not not to say like any better or worse, but I feel like this song kind of prompted a different kind of thinking and conversation between us because, you know, with the other ones, we focused a bit more on like the the musicality of it, the, the playing, you know, it's like, oh, let's let's pick apart the lyrics a little bit more. But with this one, it's it's I guess it's one of those songs that really captures a feeling. We kind of mentioned that about going to Pass a Lockwood too. It's like why is going to Pass a Lockwood like that the huge standout song? And there's several reasons, but the big one we landed on is it kind of feels like that lightning in a bottle, like they somehow like magically have have like crystallized an emotion into a song that you can listen to. Something that should not really be able to be done. It doesn't make sense, right? But but somehow you you stumble upon that, or 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 you do it, and um, it's it's not to say that sixteen is you know any going to Pasolacqua, but I do think similarly it captures that feeling of being sixteen. You can yeah. listen to this song at at any age, and it it has that power to transport you back to that time. And, and even like you're saying in like a weird, uh, timey wimey kind of fashion, like not only do you think back to being 16, you think back to being 16 and thinking about your future, Yeah, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And yet you've all, you've already lived it. You're in the future of that person. And yet like you remember what it was like to not, be you now but to be you then and like it's it's weird like it kicks up a lot of shit and so i i think it really um you know kind of encouraged a, a different kind of discussion that was a lot of fun because this is a lot more about like the the feelings and emotions that the song captures and i i think they do it very very well with this track well said i think you're absolutely right um 
yeah, as I said earlier, I think it's a song that that is it it captures a universal feeling or emotion uh, really really well, um, and it it especially with our history with the band and um, it it captures a, a, a pinpoint in our lives that's just like a like a sliver of of memories that uh that we can like teleport back to when listening to the song which is you know pretty cool and and only certain songs can do that um so yeah i mean uh it's a song that that i think uh might might be one of the most underrated songs in their catalog might be one of the most underrated songs on this record um that's just my gut feeling right now um we'll see how we feel as we progress um people if you want more of us um because we you know we love green day green day is like the majority of our lives but we do other things as well sometimes um we occasionally like to read books and uh we also have a podcast called uh, called Chapter Chumps where we we talk about the books we read. It's a it's a it's a fun book club podcast uh, where Connor and I and our our buddy our best pal Josh we uh, we are currently reading and talking about the Lord of the Rings trilogy, um, which is which is a lot of fun. So if you're into that kind of thing, uh, we you, you can find us on on all podcast platforms uh, or on social media at Chapter Chumps. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we do other things, you know. We sometimes we uh, make music. Sometimes we do comics. Sometimes we do, uh, you know. Sometimes we have have uh, circle jerks. You know, um, you can find all that on. Oh yeah, that that's another band we're gonna have to talk about, yeah, right? Yeah, circle jerk dudes. No, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you can find all of our dumb art uh, on corruptedtv.com. Um, and if if you want to support the podcast, support Green Dudes, you can follow us at Green Dudes Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, please subscribe to us on uh, on Apple Podcasts and other platforms. Leave us a nice rating or review if you're feeling generous and kind. A uh, big thank you to the people who have done so already. But most importantly, everyone. Stay, Stay punk. punk. Hell yeah.